Welcome to Skyrocket Your Success, the podcast for professionals looking to level up in life, personal relationships, and their career. We'll talk about achieving goals, dreams, and ambitions while living your everyday life. We'll talk about overcoming obstacles and removing barriers to achieving success. Welcome to Skyrocket Your Success. so much for tuning in to Skyrocket Your Success. During this podcast, you will learn how to unapologetically create your own definition of success. You'll learn how to stop focusing on others and focus on your own unique journey to success. And you will also learn about distinguishing habits and the mindset of successful people versus the unsuccessful people. You'll also learn to identify and overcome self-sabotaging behaviors so that you can reign in your purpose. We'll also create and map out a strategic plan to increase your success potential by working with your skills that you currently have. Skyrocket Your Success will set a new standard of success and will help professionals worldwide own their gifts and unlock their hidden potential and power to achieve success. Skyrocket your success. Hey there, it's me, Quashara Halliburton, host of Skyrocket Your Success. I'm so excited you're joining me in my podcast. This is a project that I've been working on for some time now, and I can't wait to share so much with you. We'll have so many exciting interviews from professionals looking to level up in their business and professional lives. Skyrocket Your Success will be the podcast that you are looking forward to every Monday. Skyrocket Your Success. After 22 years in corporate America, working in every field from education, insurance, real estate, to construction, sales, and public relations, Quishar knew it was time for a shift. While many neglect to follow their dreams due to setbacks like procrastination, fear, and lack of resources, she uses those very things as stepping stones to her success. For Quishar L. Halliburton, CEO and founder of Quishar Detroit Publishing LLC, her greatest success to date has come from living outside the box and operating in her God-given gifts and purpose. And she encourages others to do the same. In addition to producing her fair share of personal literary works, she works diligently to provide tools, resources, and motivation for new authors nationwide positioning them to tell their own stories and to excel in the marketplace. Here's your host to skyrocket your success, Shar Halliburton. Hey there, I'm so excited to launch our first podcast episode and we have a special guest today. Minister Jarita Halliburton. 
She's my mom, y'all. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Char. Good to be with you. Great. Now, this is our first episode, and I thought that it would be great to have you on as our first guest. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, I am a senior. I am a 67-year-old mother of four grown wonderful children. I have uh, nine grands and three great grands. I am a minister of the gospel and I love to write. I'm an artist in my own right Mm -hmm. and I enjoy uh, the simple pleasures of life. Okay, tell me some of the things that you enjoy about life. Okay, well my joy basically is rooted uh, in uh, my relationship with Jesus Christ. That is my spiritual foundation. I was born and raised up in the Church of God in Christ. And uh, at some point in my life, I decided to make Jesus my choice. Even though I was born and raised in the church, I had to make a personal decision to give my life to Christ. And I did that as a 12-year-old girl in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, my joy comes from... um, my family also, uh, I love uh, my children, my grands, and I love the gift of God that he placed in my in me. I find those things to be uh, satisfying and fulfilling for me. I like uh, shopping for bargains. Uh, I love decorating. And I love uh, when my family can come together. Okay. Now, so she's so, like, when she is describing herself, she's just so shy about it. But, y'all, my mom can sing. Growing up, she used to have that church rocking. She could really, really sing. And she just, I mean, it's like it's another person that comes out when um, she sings. So, um, wow, just having those thoughts of, my mom singing in the choir, you know, and, she, and and ministering. So just having those flashbacks there. Now, tell me about your purpose journey. How do you know that you're operating in purpose? Well, I discovered my purpose uh, over time. I got married very young at the age of 19. And I, my husband and I started our family off right away. So what I did was just put myself into my family. That's what I knew to do. But along the course of life and, you know, marriage and children and family and the home, uh, I had issues and I would take them to the Lord. I had issues with, you know, just raising the babies and being a good mom, trying to be a good wife. And I, I ran into issues because, of course, when you're married, you're married to another human being you know they have their issues you have your issues and sometimes some things can collide so what I would do uh, instead of being a nagging wife I would pray about it and uh, I remember one particular time when I was so frustrated and I was uh, gonna take my husband to the Lord in prayer (laughs) and I was crying out to God and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said Rita I'm fixing to change you and I was like, what? <laughs> I, need, I need him to be fixed. 
And the Lord spoke to me through the Holy Spirit and said, I'm fixing to change you. I'm fixing to turn your life around from the inside out. And that's what God did. He began to work on me because I had so many issues um, as a young woman that I had uh, gone through as a child, but I never really talked about what I went through as a child. And so God began to work on the root of my issues. Hmm. So insightful. Now, life has its many ups and downs. What were some of the greatest obstacles that you've had that you had to overcome in your life? Uh, some of the greatest obstacles I've had to overcome stemmed from uh, some childhood uh, trauma. Uh, as far as sickness, I was a very sickly little girl. Uh, I had suffered asthma, severe asthma for many years, and that almost took me out quite a few times. Uh, I also had uh, intestinal an intestinal disease that would plague me ever since I was a little girl. And I had to... Um, overcome and learn how to manage my diet and uh, I had to learn what I could eat because as a little girl I didn't know there were so many things that caused me so many problems and pain I didn't realize that I could not eat that Mm. but what happened was I had to eat what was placed before me so um, I got so sick at one point that I had to be hospitalized for 30 days because I was literally dying because my body could not break down different foods. So when you were hospitalized, what did you think was going on? Did you feel like you you say that you felt like I mean you said that you were about to die? What did what what were you thinking at that time? Uh, I, I really don't know what I was thinking. All I knew was that they were taking care of me, mm-hmm. trying to restore my health back to me, and that's what they did. And they gave me a diet and told me that I could could eat and couldn't eat. And from there, I began to uh, lean on the Lord also because I was brought up in the household of faith. I learned to trust God for my life. Mm. So I had to learn how to eat correctly. And, and I, I had to learn that there were some foods, I don't care how good they looked, I had to resolve in my mind that I could not eat that. Wow. And um, when you described yourself, you told us about yourself in the beginning. You said that you were a writer. Um, I know growing up, you used to write songs um, and used to write other literary works. Tell me how you knew that you were a writer. What happened to make you kind of focus on writing? Well, writing for me has been therapeutic. It always has been therapeutic. I felt like that was my voice, even though it was pinned. I felt like I could release my feelings, my emotions as I wrote. I would start writing in journals and expressing myself that way. And then when I would read the scriptures, the Lord would deal with me about the scripture, what he was saying to me through the word of God, and I would write that down. And and when he called me to minister, he always gave me a message that I had to write down. I've never had a message where I could just stand up and talk. It always came to me, and it came to me in pieces. 
Mm. And that is to this day, that is how God deals with me. But I write it down and I find such a great release in my spirit when I write it down, when I can share it with others. And that to me brings me so much joy, just being able to share what God has given me um, through my writing. Okay. So how many years do you think that you've been writing? Oh, it's been many years. Uh, My oldest daughter, your sister Lisa, is uh, uh, 47. (laughs) And so it's been, I'll say, I've been writing for about maybe 45 years. My dad was a writer. He was an author of books. And I think I inherited that gift um, from him also. So if you've been writing for, you said about 40 something years? About 45. Where do you keep all of the the writings? Where are all of those uh, journals or, I mean, like, wow. I mean, we probably could fill this room up with uh, journals. Well, I do have uh, many of them. Uh, Okay. And uh, I, you know, keep what is relevant and keep what is uh, important and keep what God has, you know, revealed to me. And I, um, I use them uh, as a reference, too, because I have a habit of writing down when the Lord tells me something or when he gives me a dream, I write it down. When the dream comes to pass, I want to go back and reflect on it in the writings. And, and brings that brings me joy because uh, God has revealed something else to me. I write it down, and then I use that to share with others how God uh, uses his gifts through us how he reveals things to us and how we can uh, learn to share that with other people to encourage them to strengthen them in their walk with the Lord great now the title of this podcast is skyrocket your success what does success mean to you for me success means you're following the path that God laid down for your life everybody's life is not on the same path. That's right. You have to follow the path that God placed before you for your life. I can't look at another person and say, ooh, I wish I was living like they're living. I wish I had that life, that lifestyle. I wish I could go here or there. No, you have to follow the path that God lays down before you for your life. Success is following God. Success is living for Christ in public and in private as he has laid out in his word for us to live. Uh, success is raising your children with the help of God. That's It's being a good spouse. It's being a good mother. It's trying to be a better person. It's trying to apply your faith daily. It's, trying, it's also not allowing your failure or your mistakes in life to uh, distract you from the hope and the uh, trail you're on of success. We can't allow the distractions that come to us to uh, turn our vision away from the Christ and to focus in on our weaknesses. You said a couple of things there. Um, You said that your journey is unique and you can't compare it to other people. And I talk about some of those uh, those, uh, 
two things that I'm going to talk about your journey, focus on your journey and what your path is to success. I talk about that in my book. Um, it's one of my 10 keys to level up in success. Your journey is as unique as you are. Stop comparing your journey and secretly competing with others. So many people compare your journey to someone else and that's and that's not what we're here for. We're not here to compare because we all have unique gifts that God gives us so that we can be successful in our own lanes. I remember when the Lord called me into ministry, he specifically told me that my ministry started right there in my own home. Mm. I had seen so many young ministers, so many women ministers in particular, who would go into ministry and then start traveling, leaving their children with babysitters and with other people. And the Lord just cut that, knit that in the bud. He told me, Rita, your ministry begins right here in your home with your own family, with your children, with your spouse. That's where ministry began for me. And uh, I I remember being invited to go on the road as a young mother to travel with another evangelist. Mm. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, no, that's not for you. Your ministry is right here in the home. And that's where my ministry started. Wow. So that's the thing. That's one of the keys to success is to stay in your own lane and know what God called you to do and operate in the gifts and not be so worried about what other people are doing, but to, you know, hone in on what your gifts are and to do what you're supposed to do and not worry about other people. So that's, that's some, that's some good word right there. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have any upcoming projects that you want to talk about today? Well, yes, I do. I am working on one particular project that, um, is called, it's, well, actually it's a book. Okay. Called, uh, Weak Instruments. And in this book, I'm going to try to express how God uses ordinary people to do his extraordinary work Mm. and how we cannot allow our human weaknesses and frailties to interfere with the work of God in us. Uh, We must submit to the Lord and allow him to work his plan and his will in us and to change us from the inside out. And you know what? It's a process. Yes, it is. It's a process when God uses you. Even in the midst of God using you, you begin to see your flaws, your weaknesses. But we cannot allow what we see or feel or think to distract us from that purpose that God has for our life. And just following the Lord daily in prayer and reading the Word of God keeps you close to Him. It keeps that intimacy with you and the Lord as He is showing you that He uses weak instruments to do a mighty work that glorifies Him. It's not a self-serving position. It's glorifying God and giving Him the glory and the honor as He works through us and in us for others. Wow. That's great. I can't wait for your book to come out. When do you think your book is going to be ready? Well, I'm working on it. I'm trying to put my chapters together and um, 
do some of the editing myself before I send it to the editor. So hopefully it'll be coming out soon. Okay, so we will say sometime in 2020? Yes, the early part of 2020. Hopefully this uh, project, this uh, work will be completed. All right, we can't wait to read your book, Week Instruments. I just want to take this time to say thank you so much, Minister Jarita Halliburton, for joining us today with Skyrocket Your Success. Well, thank you, and I appreciate this opportunity to be on your podcast, and I just love what God is doing in your life, and appreciate you for following your dream and your purpose and setting a great example for women of all ages. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. So that's it for our first episode of Skyrocket Your Success with our guest today, Minister Jarita Halliburton. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to our first episode of Skyrocket Your Success with guest Minister Jarita Halliburton. I thank you so much, Mom, for sharing your story with us and some of the personal obstacles that you overcame in your life. We look forward to your new book, Week Instruments, in the early part of 2020. Follow Minister Jarita Halliburton at Jarita R. Halliburton on Facebook. You can email her at A-T-I-R-A-J 2002 at Yahoo.com. That's her name, Jarita, spelled backwards. A, like Apple, T, like Tom, I, like Ice, R, like Roger, A, like Apple, J, 2002 at Yahoo.com. And we're going to end it with a success tip. Success doesn't require you to, be, you to be perfect. It only requires that you are consistently committed to taking steps towards accomplishing your goals. Thanks for listening to Skyrocket Your Success.